Hey there, this is Megan Krause, American pop soul singer, and you're listening to Cut to the Chase podcast. Stepping out beyond boundaries takes courage and the ability to dream. We are excited to share our new audio podcast called Cut to the Chase. The structure of this podcast embodies open dialogue with friends, family, and professional colleagues talking about things that impact our ability to thrive. We hope that you will join our unscripted, unbridled podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cut to the Chase, episode 135, entitled, Let Me Introduce Myself Again. Now, people are probably going, Greg, wait a minute. How did you come up with that title? What, what does that mean? What, what, what are we talking about? Let me introduce myself again. Well, listen, listeners, this was not a title that I created. This was a title that was created by a dear friend of mine with a self-titled debut album, which is now out, that we're going to talk about through this episode. And I want to basically start out like I do with every episode, and I've got a couple quotes. And the first quote goes like this. If you know me based on who I was a year ago, you don't know me at all. My growth Game is strong. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Very, very powerful words, but not quite as powerful as the words that I glean from our featured guests. Be yourself. I think it's easy to get caught up wanting to be what everybody wants you to be, that people can lose sight of their authentic self. I've done a lot of projects and shows that align my vision for myself, do you be authentic? Image isn't everything. There's not such a thing as perfect. Music goes in your ears, not in your eyes. And what makes us unique and beautiful is who we are and not how we dress or how much we weigh. Now that came directly from our featured guests. And as I introduce our featured guest, she is an American pop, rock, R&B artist, originally from Seattle, Washington. Classically trained, she's been praised for her powerful, bluesy voice and energetic stage presence. Performing as a front woman for the popular East Coast band, Hijinks and Steal the Sky, she was recruited by guitar virtuoso Greg Howe as the lead singer of the international recognized rock band Margol. Influenced by some of the most talented women in legendary history, such as Whitney Houston, Ann Wilson, Mariah Carey, she's been singing since she was a long, young child. And now, as I said before, her new self-titled debut album featuring the lead singer single, Let Me Introduce Myself Again, is now ready to be shared with the world. Now, before I introduce her to everybody, I have to say, I've listened to the album, and with lyrics that basically say, you know, with your soul going rogue, 
while you smile and pretend. If you push me now like you did back then. I mean, these are heartfelt messages for anyone that's looking to hit the reset button to start over to reintroduce themselves to the world. For those that have gone through tremendous pain, I'll tell you, she is a phenomenon powerhouse, and I'm glad that we were able to make this all happen. And without further ado, I'd like to introduce Miss Megan Krause. Do you have any opening remarks? Hi, Greg. How are you today? I'm doing good, and yourself? I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I tell you, it's it's been an honor. I mean, like I said, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of like a kid in a candy store when it comes to music and uh, music is very much a passion. Mine doesn't really matter what genre, but I'll have to say you're probably the first artist that I've met that covers a lot of different genres of music. And I guess my first question is, is what intrigues you to collaborate and, and combine pop, rock, R&B, and soul, all of these things together, because naturally they don't really go together. Yeah. You know, Gregory, when I, when I was growing up, I have, I'm, a, I'm from a blended family and my mom and my dad and my stepdad and my stepmom, they all listened to different types of music. And I remember being pretty young and being introduced to my, my mom and my stepdad's collection of vinyls and it being kind of everything from like, you know, Gladys Knight to Casey and the Sunshine Band to Nazareth um, to Jimi Hendrix. Like I really, I was super lucky from a young age to be introduced to so many different incredible artists, which kind of helped pave the way for appreciation of music. My stepdad's actually a huge um, fan of classical music. So I got into that pretty young as well. Um, so I've, I've just been really lucky that everybody I've been surrounded by from the time that I was pretty young has had a pretty eclectic, unique, and universal take on on musical artistry. Wow. Wow. That's quite impressive. You know, uh, there's, there's definitely uh, a lot to be said when you have that much diversity kind of built into your genre of music. And like you said, you know, having the ability to appreciate a lot of different spectrums, um, you know, of music, because several of the things that I recognize from listening to the album, you know, particularly like with track one, which is your debut track, let me introduce myself again. That has a really kind of bluesy type of rock vibe to it. But then as I get down to some of the other tracks, I'm really shocked because of the simple fact that you've added in some of my favorites, you know, and, and when you talk about Hear Your Name and Ain't Nobody. I mean, these are like women that I adored when I was a little kid, you know, like Shaka Khan and 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 those songs, they just like, wow. I mean, you put your own spin on them and it's like phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much. So so as you as you grew up as a child, before you get into uh really being a stage presence such as you are today. Was it something that you always aspired to do was to kind of be on stage? Was that like in your DNA? Was that something that you dreamed of as, as a part of, a, a, you know, being a little girl? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I remember singing uh, my mom, my mom boasts that I sang before I could 
speak. <laughs> um, and I think, I think that holds true. You know, I've always had this kind of innate love for music. I remember singing at the top of my lungs when I was a tiny girl, my mom just being like, please make it stop <laughs> because I was just always doing it, you know? Um, and as I've gotten older and kind of my, my, the tentacles of my musical awareness have spread out. I'm just like constantly amazed by the incredible content that other people create, which inspires me even more every day to, to continue doing it. Cause it's just, it's like lifeblood, you know? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how involved are you with the, uh, let's just say behind the scenes process? Are you, you know, involved with writing your, your own music and lyrics? I mean, are you collaborating, influencing what, what type of insight are you providing to the compilations of songs that, that have just been released on your new album? So very involved. And that, that actually has a lot to do with the, um, the kind of uh, lyrical content that you're talking about in the title track, the the single that came out, Let Me Introduce Myself Again, has a lot to do with my kind of history in the music business from the time that I was younger until more recently when I decided to embark upon my own career. I've, I've kind of always gone with the flow of what other people envisioned for me rather than doing what was more authentic to me as, as an artist and kind of what inspired me growing up, you know? So during this process, the whole kind of impetus behind it was, was doing something that was inspirational to me. And that was a real reflection of me as a person and as a, a singer and as an artist. So I've been incredibly involved all, all the way along. Every part of this is part of me. Excellent. 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 Because, I mean, you know, some of the things that I recognize uh, as we were reading through a lot of the information, particularly as it relates to this album, is that you've got Mr. Howie Winberg. I mean, you know, he's been producing Grammy award winning albums for about as long as I can think. Yeah. And uh, I was saying to myself, my God, man, she's got this guy, you know, producing and, and, and mastering her album. This this self-titled debut is is on its way to be a, a rocket ship. <laughs> from your lips to the universe's ears my friend um yeah i'm i'm super fortunate honestly like every musician that played on this album is like one of my favorite musicians and or vocalists ever and the producer and the engineer and the the master as you said howie weinberg like i i'm just kind of constantly amazed that that I, that the universe is creating <laughs> creating this and allowing me to be a part of it you know it's just it's awesome. And I'm, I'm super excited about the, the product that we've created and the future of what's going to happen from here on out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, despite the fact that, that, uh, COVID has kind of put a damper on, on touring and all of the other things that artists such as yourself would, would obviously be involved with when you release, you know, new material, how are you dealing with connecting with your audience and, focusing in on, you know, the, the attributes of really kind of getting the record out to the masses so that they can, uh, they can gravitate towards it. Yeah. So uh, if I'm being honest, when, when COVID happened, it was when we were about to release the record the first time. So it was, it had just been mastered and COVID, COVID happened weeks after the, the ma final mastering. So it really took the wind out of my sails. There was a definite feeling of deflation and 
you know, I, I struggled for a time with feeling like, oh, we did all this work and, and all this stuff is coming to fruition. And then it's like everything's on hold. You can't, you know, do anything to support the record. You can't even have a photo shoot because everyone's quarantined. You know, it was a, it was a really challenging year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's that's finally um, there's like an alleviation to some of those, you know, feelings that I've been having. And I'm sure every artist and every human has been having for the last, you know, 14 months experiencing this, experiencing this. Um, so now it's just like full steam ahead, you know, just, um, I, I plan on doing a tour to support the album and I, I cannot wait to get out and play. That's like, that's my favorite thing to be able to connect with an audience, a physical audience and like engage with people and share your, you know, authentic experience of your own words and, and, and experience their experience of that. You know, it's just that that's everything. That's like what every artist lives for. So Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about the next like six to eight months, what's going to happen and kind of, you know, people being able to get back to some semblance of normalcy. Yeah. Yeah. We certainly appreciate you sharing that with us. I, you know, I know quite a few independent artists, as well as uh, up and rising stars, and and they're all kind of feeling feeling that pressure, you know, to get back to you know uh, some sense of normancy. And so, Megan, you know, one of the things that really intrigued me with the with the passion and the emotion and the grit with this new album was the fact that I almost felt like you were somewhat in a vulnerable state, you know, you were, you were allowing for your vulnerability to kind of show through, like, like you said, in the past, you were kind of letting others dictate your career journey. But in this case, you were, you kind of take a little bit, took a little bit of a risk. So how vulnerable were you with this album? I mean, I would say extremely vulnerable. You know, I, I touch on, you know, a lot of things that I think are challenging for people to, to deal with, whether it's, you know, follies that you've made in your past that you're, that you're coming back from and kind of re centering from, or, you know, a loss that you've experienced. I, I touch on, um, a song that is written for my brother and it was the first time I've written a song since he passed. He had a, an accident about seven years ago and, um, I haven't written anything about it since then. And, and this was my first kind of, moment to connect with that emotion. So there are a lot of really raw and um, experiential things that, that directly resonate like in my soul, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Certainly, uh, you know, my, my team and I, we, we felt that passion, you know, with, with everything that we heard and, we even had a little pool running here as to the best tracks. <laughs> so, uh, I'm actually curious to know what you what what your favorites were. Well, I mean, you know, right out of the gate, I'm going to be you know very transparent with you. Uh, track one, track three, track six, and track eleven. Um, you know, let me introduce myself again. That just grabs you. I mean, you know, for me you know, as being a, a music, uh, you know, fanatic or, or advocate, you know, let me reintroduce myself again, kind of puts me in the, in the, in the frame of mind that regardless of how people perceived me, who I was in the past, this is who I am now. I'm going to grab you by your balls or grab you by your hair. And I'm just going to 
let you know that this is who I am in this present moment. And as I listened to some of the lyrics, it kind of represented what I just stated in in your lyrical content because you know when you when you say your soul's gone rogue, I mean a lot of people don't really understand and they can't really relate to that type of terminology of saying your soul has gone rogue. For me, my soul went rogue several years back when I realized that hey, I couldn't even really identify who I was. I've been living this life in such a way that you know it really wasn't me. I needed to kind of self-correct and this I mean this song was very uplifting for me, you know, in the aspect of being able to listen to it. And then of course at any cost you know, which is track three, you know, when you talk about you're being down so low that you don't even know where your heart begins. I mean, that's a deep, deeply rooted message. I mean, that those type of lyrics to me are just like, you know, they're they're a wake up call. They really, really are. Track six, I know that was a, a remake, you know, hear your name. And then, of course, track I'm 11. Original. Track six is an original. Oh, track six is an original. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, it, it, it almost felt like, I, I know it has this, this soulful aspect of, uh, you, know, you know, something you would hear from like a Stephanie Mills or, you know, some, some of those um, artists, but it really felt like it was like, man, I, you know, maybe you have, you know, kind of a, an old wise soul that when you brought that in and, <laughs> and you wrote it, that those things really translated back to the things that you grew up with. Because, I mean, I felt like I'd heard, you know, that song, like it had been on the radio for for years. I mean, like it was already a classic to me. Well, thank you. That's a huge compliment. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, Ain't Nobody. I mean, that jam, that's that's just a jam right there. I know. I struggled with putting this on the album for a million reasons. One, because because I'm just a huge Shaka Khan fan. She is like the pinnacle of, of female empowerment to me. Um, and you know, it's, it's tough to cover an idol. So Mm -hmm. I, I hoped when, when we did this, that it would be received in the, in the means in which it was intended, which was that I just have such a tremendous respect for her as a musician that I wanted to pay homage to, to one of the greats, you know, no one will ever be her, but you know, you can certainly show how much you appreciate an artist by, you know, showing them love in your own way. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think you did a great job. Uh, I mean, I won't even say great. I think you did a phenomenal job because, you know, even the chords of the instrumentation, you know, the the aspect of, you know, hearing a different, hearing the same type of lyrical composition but coming from a different instrument was almost like oh my god they they got the timing and everything kind of just like it was just really on point you know and then of course your voice coming through with uh, you know its power was was really just it just resonated that song you know to the to the height of of anyone's imagination i mean i i even told my friends I said, guys, I said, you know, I'm, I, I need for you guys to listen to this and give me your, give me your input. And a lot of them are like, who is that? Because we've had, like I said, we've had other artists on our show. And, uh, every time I introduce somebody to a new artist, they're like, I need to go out and figure out who this person is because 
that's how you resonated, you know, with them, you know, just, just based on your vocals. And, uh, as a request, and I mean, I know I'm not supposed to do this on my podcast, but as a request, if you ever decide to do a Stephanie Mills song, <laughs> please send me the MP3 file. <laughs> I'll do a Stephanie Mills song just for you. Which one do you want? Oh man. I tell you, the one that I was listening to after I listened to uh, The Way You Did, Ain't Nobody, I think uh, Feeling the Fire or Home by Stephanie Mills, either one of those two would be great. Now, with the way your vocal range is, I know you would absolutely kill Feeling Good all over. I know you would kill that song, and I'm just like, man, that would just, that would just, that would be like a phenomenon. <laughs> well, I will give it my my best college try. I will tell cool. you that. She's cool, amazing, cool. Though. I mean. Yeah, there's there's an interesting story with uh with with Miss Mills. She actually lives in Virginia Beach. And okay. my sister lives there. And uh one morning I'm flying back uh home and it was five o'clock in the morning. So, you know, like celebrities, you know, eventually you're going to be a big name celebrity yourself. So you always get on either the early morning flight or a late night flight. Right. If you can't afford your own G5. And basically <laughs> she was on my flight and it was like, I walked up to her, you know, her security people were like, cause we were right at the ticket counter the same. And, you know, you have to do one of those double takes. And eventually that's, what's going to happen when your album goes you know, Grammy award winning platinum, so forth and so on. People are going to be doing a double take with you. <laughs> well, I appreciate the nod. That's, that's a very nice thing for you to say. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Megan, so, so what's in store above and beyond the album? I mean, are, do you have a second album, you know, that you're thinking about, you know, after, um, after this one kind of gets its own wings, uh, you know, what are some of the other things that you're intrigued by from, from a musical perspective? Absolutely. I'm actually already in the throes of doing several collaborations and, and writing my own stuff. So there, there will certainly be another album. Um, I am not sure exactly how soon that will be probably, you know, a year or so out, but I have other things in the works that will happen much sooner. Um, and I just want to get out and play and like get back to the roots like that. That's what really inspires me as a musician and as a singer is to, to, you know, be able to connect with people live. So I, that's, that's like everything that I work towards always. Everything in the studio is working towards being able to do it live. And now we're finally coming back to a place where that's a possibility again. So that's like, as soon as I can get my feet on the concrete, you know, and be in front of people and interact with people and connect with people, that's, that's what I'm working for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, from what I saw in some of the videos that are out there on YouTube, the energy that you bring on stage, I think that's that in itself is, is worth the ticket sale, you know, along with the great quality uh, of the music. And so once you do start touring, um, you know, are there like major cities that you're hitting or is there local venues? I mean, how, how does that work for you in the upcoming uh, months? 
So that's kind of going to depend on um, the agencies that we work with. You know, I can say that I've I've been kind of nomadic in, in my life. I grew up in Seattle. I lived in LA for a long time. I'm recently relocated from Vegas to Boston. I've also lived in Philly and New York and Baltimore. So like, I certainly want to hit all those major metropolises that I've lived in just to connect with people that I've known for years. Um, but I'm down for anything. I'm, I, I'm, I love like a new space and a new energy and, and, you know, learning about the world and about people. And I want to go every single place. Well, we're going to extend you an open invitation from the city of San Antonio. So certainly don't forget about us when you go on tour. (laughs) (laughs) Come on down, cut to the chase. We'll, we'll roll out the red carpet for you. I would love it so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Megan, we're almost out of time and it, and it's always just, you know, it's, it's an honor to, to talk with people that are up and rising and that have, you know, great vibe, great chemistry, and just, you know, really putting themselves out there being vulnerable and, you know, kind of showing the world their vision of life. And so, you know, as we get ready to close out, one of the questions that I have, you know, with regards to other uprising, you know, musicians or artists, you know, what are some of the things, what would be like a few takeaways that you could provide as insight to those that are saying, hey, I'll never get my career off the ground. You know, I'm struggling. You know, this is this is what I want, but my dream may be diminishing. What are your thoughts around giving those folks some words of encouragement? Well, you know, you said earlier a few things that I had quoted previous. And one is music goes in your ear, not in your eye. And I think that, you know, people sometimes get in this cycle of, you know, I'm I'm not good enough on whatever level, whether it's I'm not tall enough or I'm not young enough or I'm not thin enough or I'm not in the right place enough, you know, whatever, whatever those things are that are kind of the inner demons that prevent us from really realizing our full potential, the sooner that you can recognize like not to feed the dark wolf, like Mm -hmm. the sooner you can elevate past that. And it took me, I'm going to be honest with you, Gregory, a lot of time to do that. I spent a lot of time in this kind of self-deprecating, self-doubting mode that prevented me from elevating to the to the place where I should have been many years before. And if if there's anything I could say to up and coming artists, it's just like ride the wave and believe in yourself. And there's always going to be somebody else who sees what you see, you know, and and probably many many more people who see what you see. So just believe in yourself, and others will too. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we certainly thank you for for giving us, you know, the honor to be on our platform today. We certainly would like to extend the invitation for you to come back. Uh, we're going to be releasing Cut to the Chase music series here at the first of the month, awesome. which is something that is kind of spinning off of the original Cut to the Chase podcast brand, specifically devoted towards artistry and musicians. Uh, such as yourself. And so uh, we'd like to make sure that you are aware of that for, for future endeavors. And to our listeners, this has been something that, I don't know, I feel like I've just, you know, met the next Grammy award winning 
artist before she wins the Grammy. But if you doubt my words, if you underestimate what I'm telling you, I would highly, highly recommend go download the album, go listen to the album, listen to the first track. I just gave you the tracks that I love on the album. Actually, I love the entire album, but those are the ones that really stood out. To my listeners, to my followership, Megan is the next up and rising phenomenon. And trust me, I am delighted that we got to meet her before the Grammys in her hand. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. You're so you're so nice. Thank you. All righty. So uh, as we wrap up, as I say to every 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 episode, you know, let's maintain compassion and empathy towards one another. Let's continue to utilize our voice, uplift others, and try and make this world a better place. I'm Greg Proctor. This is episode 135, entitled, Let Me Introduce Myself Again. Thank you very much, Megan. I know this has been an unorthodox podcast for you, but that's how we roll on Cut to the Chase. We appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, Greg. Thank you. Thank you. All right, to everybody, take care, bye-bye, and sayonara. Thanks for tuning in to Cut to the Chase. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Cut to the Chase. You'll also find even more great content on our website at www.k2tcpodcast.com. Thank you and catch you on the next episode.
forget